the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is brought to you by Christy Stratton, accredited divorce coach. So many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be. Everybody's been down, hit the bottom, hit the ground. Ooh, you're not alone. Just take a breath, don't forget, hang on to his promises. He wants you. Whether you or a loved one is considering divorce, going through it, or coming out of it, the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton is here to be your go-to educational and informational resource for those touched by divorce. Christy has been there, and now she's here to walk the path with you as a certified divorce coach and as your thinking partner. Her guests will bring you important insights and information, helping you make better decisions through this process inspiring you to be your best self for you and your family and give you hope the divorce coaching hour with christy stratton starts now and here's your host christy stratton hello 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 everyone and welcome to the divorce coaching hour i'm christy stratton and friends i'm so happy that you're here with us today if this is the first time you're joining us a very special welcome to you and if you are back with us again this week welcome to you too and thank you all so much for listening This show is for those considering divorce in the midst of it, coming out of it, and also for friends and family of those divorcing, because it can be an overwhelming life event for everyone involved. We're not here to coach you to get a divorce or give you legal advice. We are here to walk the path with you wherever it may lead, and we bring you specialists who can help you make better decisions during this time, provide you information and resources, give you ideas about how to be your best self in a time that can bring out your worst, and give you hope. Friends, we continue today with the second to last episode in a series about men and divorce called Courage Through the Crisis. You've possibly heard a recap of the series in previous shows, so hang with me here for a moment. I want to recap the series again for everyone listening, especially those who might be listening in for the first time today. We kicked the series off with three shows featuring psychotherapist Jeff Stuckey, and we talked about a cycle of sorts that men tend to go through in divorce. We learned that men are outcome-oriented and that orientation is towards success. To man, divorce does not achieve that success. It is a failure to him, not the success he wanted for his marriage. And that perceived failure brings about extremely uncomfortable feelings for men because in general, they don't know how to deal with those uncomfortable feelings. This is often where men get stuck and begin to feel that they won't be able to recover from these uncomfortable feelings. And because they don't want to feel all this, uncomfortable, stuck, and like a failure, men will tend to seek something that makes them comfortable. They will seek something that makes them feel successful. And that which they seek typically only provides a temporary fix, such as addictions of any sort, another relationship, or anything else that would ease that uncomfortable feeling and bring about a feeling of success. For a moment, things feel better, but sadly, that quick relief from the pain is short-lived. The success dissipates and the pain returns. So what does that mean? Well, you guessed it. It looks for that relief again from the pain and the cycle of numbing that pain continues. 
Truth be told, this behavioral cycle does not only happen to men. We all tend to operate like this, men and women alike. Something feels bad and we don't want to feel it. It's that simple. So we do something to feel better. And often that something isn't the best or the healthiest thing we could do. That's reality, folks. Reality is also this. Men can stop that cycle. They can get help through therapy, counsel from a pastor, or support of other men who have stopped or are working to stop the cycle. And in getting this help, they accept the reality of their situation. They learn what they need to do to grow from the pain. And when they do the work necessary to help them get out of that pain in a healthy manner, they find profound growth and reach a level of comfort, healthy comfort that they didn't even know was possible. And friends, doing all of this is courageous. In the fourth show of this series, we spoke to Pastor Steve Dennis at the Light Community Fellowship, and we talked about taking a good look in the mirror during divorce and asking, what can I do better? It takes courage to do this. You can ultimately find the ultimate courage in Jesus Christ as he was the model of courage. And in the fifth episode of this series, Richard Mindelow joined us to share his courageous journey through divorce. Richard knows just a little about courage. He's a colonel in the Marines, but He talked to us about a different perspective of courage. He talked to us about the courage it took for him to move through the uncomfortability that divorce brought about and about where he found his courage, his faith. If you missed any of these episodes, you can listen to the entire series today. You can find them on your favorite podcast app or on KKHT.com under the podcast tab under programs. Look for the shows dated September 5th, 12th, 19th, 26th, and October 3rd of 2020. And please share them if you think They would benefit someone you know. So today, as we continue in the series, I'm so pleased to have Craig Haston back with us. I know you are as excited as we are that he is our guest today. Craig is a respected attorney in Houston, in Texas and beyond. He is board certified by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization, a multi-year recognized super lawyer. And this is big, folks. Craig is a fellow of the American Academy of Matrimonial Lawyers, the AAML. So in choosing an attorney, you want to make sure you look for a lawyer like Craig, who is an AAML fellow. They are the tops of the tops. Craig is here to talk to us about men and divorce as well, and specifically from an attorney's perspective. We shared many other perspectives through this series, as you've just heard. I asked Craig to be with us today to give us some insight from his many years of experience. I'm interested in learning from Craig about men who have embodied the courage we are talking about in this series as they traverse divorce and about the outcomes they realized as a result of their courageous walk. I've also asked him to share some examples of those who haven't walked so courageously and what their outcomes were. And I'm hoping that what Craig shares exemplifies our intent for this series to shed light on what men can do to move and grow through the process. So, that And here it is, it becomes a defining moment that is good for them and their family, not a bad one. So, Craig, welcome back. I'm so glad you're here with us. Well, thank you, Christy. I'm glad to be back. Uh, this is my first time to do it via telephone. Um, I'm glad to hear that you're back in the studio, and I wish I could be there with you today. But my schedule through this COVID crisis has been more hectic than it was before. Yeah, it's kind of changed things up just a little bit, huh? <laughs> just Yeah, just a little bit. And uh, it's probably a show we needed to do, too, because I know that I was able to share with a lot of my clients that actually procedure, you know, the law process was still going on, 
by Zoom, believe it or not, and mediations and things like that. And I know you kind of led some of that forefront, some of that teaching and so forth, because you are you you kind of already knew Zoom and how to do things online. Isn't that right? Yeah, for the first, I guess for the first two and a half to three months, I probably did four different CLE presentations on uh, the different ways to use Zoom for either mediation, for hearings, or for collaborative law meetings uh, to try to help others um, who weren't quite as uh, into the program as I was, uh, because I had had quite a bit of experience over the last few years uh, mediating from other locations in other states and mediating with people who are overseas and can't come into town to mediate a case. So whether we like it or not, divorce goes on. <laughs> the it, it does march on. And something I might want to point out to any of your listeners, if they want to find out what the process is like without having to get in a car and drive to the courthouse, uh, if you go to any of the Harris County District Court's specific websites, pick one of them, just Harris County District Courts and pick one of the courts, go to their main page. There's a, a button that you can click and you can watch live hearings as they are happening. And uh, that most of them are boring, but uh, sometimes you'll find one that's similar to your own case. And maybe you can see what other people are going through at the, at the, after everything else has failed and they end up in trial. Find out what it's like to see somebody sit on the hot seat and get grilled by the other counsel or, or by a judge. That it's is not a, pretty sometimes. Yeah, that is a, a good learning lesson. Great tip. And that's what we're about on this show. And speaking of those years that you've uh, practiced, uh, I bet you've seen a lot. Um, and speaking to this, some have gone well, some have not gone so well as it relates to the outcomes for the parties, I would guess. You've, good and bad, right? Well, that's true. I, I probably, if you had asked me to come in here and talk to you three years into my practice, uh, I would have told you that I'm a courtroom lawyer. I'm a fighter. I'll fight anything. Whatever my client wants, that's what I'll do. But as that rearview mirror has gotten brighter and broader and given me a lot of um, experience over the years, I've come to realize that litigation is probably the last spot that anybody should want to be or anybody actually does want to be almost everybody who comes in to see me says that they whatever that happens they don't want to go to court and i think that's the first healthy thing that i need to hear from them if we're going to help them through the process if they come into me saying i want to go to court and lay this all out then we've got a long road ahead of us i you know i think that's such a great way to start our discussion because one of the things i've wanted to kind of know from a top level is uh, when when people have come into your office and they're you know looking at divorce, uh, what are some of the things that help the outcome um, to be a good one? And I'm thinking I'm hearing right there is if they come in and they go, I want to try to work this out as best we can. I don't want to go to litigation. That's probably a good indicator of it. it I think that's what I'm hearing of it's going to be maybe a little bit easier than harder. That's true. Um, you know, one of the uh, you have to do what I call active listening, and it's something that they teach you in mediation training, and uh, it's it's part of what they call win-win negotiation. Uh, and so you listen to what the people say, and you kind of listen between the lines, and then you ask that information back to them. You ask them a question again to reconfirm that that's what they want. And you do listen for things like that. And that, after you've heard something positive in that department, 
The next thing you want to know is if they've spoken to their spouse about it, if their mm. spouse is on the same page. Because no matter how much you want to settle a case, if your spouse is at a different point in the process, early, earlier on the, the bell curve of divorce, um, there's going to be a lot of work that has to be done on the other side so that they'll be in a position where they can rationally think and make decisions. Yeah, a lot in there. And as a divorce coach, we're we're working with people, too, to try to get them into that rational mind, out of that emotional mind, into uh, the thinking mind. And so it's how it all works together. And that's what we do. And folks, we're here with Craig Haston. He's an attorney here in the Houston area. And I brought him in to uh, kind of bring that legal perspective into this discussion about men in divorce, not necessarily looking at the law per se, but learning from those examples of men who've come through the process courageously and maybe what that looked like uh, or looks like and maybe those who haven't so easily walked through it. And, you know, I'm hearing right here, we're looking for a win-win. And then, you know, does the other party even know? (laughs) So that's going to start off our discussion. When we come back into the second segment, we're going to drill down and start looking at, you know, what creates good outcomes for men, uh, courageous um, men who walk courageously through this process. So you guys make sure you come on back, uh, know that Craig's a favorite of of yours. So we want to hear from him. Um, Stay tuned. There's a lot at stake in a divorce, and you want trusted and specialized counsel. Houston attorney Craig Haston is board certified by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization and has more than 25 years of legal experience. And experience is everything. Craig will help you make the best choices for your family and your future. When divorce seems to be your next step, contact one of the most recognized attorneys in Texas, Craig Haston. To schedule a consultation, call 281-890-1300 or go to HastonLaw.com. A divorce can change your whole world, including your financial picture. The more you know and the better you understand your options, the more likely you are to make sound financial decisions. Learn how to build a solid financial strategy today that may help you provide greater security and flexibility in the future. Morgan Stanley Financial Advisor Gary Wolf can help. Contact Gary Wolf today at 281-362-4706 to get started. That's 281-362-4706. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, member SIPC. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, Morgan Stanley, its affiliates, and Morgan Stanley Financial Advisors do not provide legal advice. Clients should consult their attorney for legal matters. When you're selling your home, you want to wow people when they see it. Or if you're not selling and want to enhance your enjoyment of the home, consider Simple Elegance. The team at Simple Elegance, led by Mary Scally, are masters at staging homes for sale or helping you design your interior for maximum impact. Do what new home builders do. Call the staging masters, Simple Elegance, at 877-458-8254 and simpleelegancetx.com. If you've gone through or are going through divorce, you know it can leave you in a dark financial hole, feeling very confused and afraid. But there's hope. Her Sherman is a financial coach and works with those navigating the financial decisions of divorce. Whether it's eliminating debt or creating your financial wellness, you want Hirsch on your team. Hirsch's easy process helps you see the reality of your financial situation and make better decisions. Stop the suffering and get out of that financial black hole. Contact Hirsch today. Go to lifecycle.financial. That's lifecycle.financial. You'll be so grateful you did. 
We're back. We're with Craig Haston, an attorney here in the Houston area, but beyond. Um, If you heard in the first segment, he mediates international cases of uh, family law, divorce, uh, very experienced, over 25 years uh, in experience, and really working with people to find this win-win solution. I mean, if you've got to go to divorce, how do we find that win-win solution Uh, Our premise here is how can we make this a defining moment good versus a defining moment bad? It's happening. The reality of it is. And and so what can we do to grow through the process? Men and women alike. However, we've been focusing on men in divorce. Uh, I really believe that men don't get a lot of attention in this area. And so I wanted to do this series and um, I wanted to bring Craig in to speak to that legal perspective and really not just the law, but in his experience, uh, over the years that he's seen men walk through, so-called walk through this process courageously, and those who haven't, and give us some examples of what he's learned. So let's find out from Craig <laughs> so, what you have learned. I, I want to focus on the positive. What would you say in your years of experience that you've seen men do that would help lead to a good outcome? And maybe they even grew from the entire process. Well, I think oh, if I had to pick the perfect uh, client, male or female, uh, it would be somebody who, uh, what my, my uh, psychiatrist once told me after going through a really, really difficult patch in my life, which is they need to be a very well self-realized person, meaning that uh, they see their own faults, not in a critical way, but in an objective way, and they know what they need to do to try to work on those faults and their share of the blame for why we are where we are. Mm. Uh, so so being willing to open your mind and your heart to having uh, your share, I mean, a saying that I heard a long time ago was that you, know, you hear people say, tens don't marry twos. Or Tinkerbell doesn't marry Godzilla. I mean, there's there's always going to be um, some fault to go around for everybody, no matter how you look at it. Right. And everybody's truth is different. So the the best male clients I've had are ones who have done their homework. Uh, they they've come in maybe if they're if they hadn't had a divorce suit filed on them, but they're thinking down the road, what if this happens? Preparation is the key. If you know it might be coming, get early consultation with a lawyer. Don't let Google be your instruction manual because <laughs> I, I tell the most intelligent men all the time things that are completely opposite to what they read on Google, and they're things that are the most basic concepts in Texas family law that it blows my mind that, they're, that this is what they think. So spend a little money to go see a good lawyer. Spend an hour to an hour and a half with them. Ask them every question you could ask, and then – then you know what you're dealing with. And for men, we're, as you said, we're goal-oriented. So once we know what the problem is and once we know the framework of the problem, then we can begin making plans for how we're going to work through that problem. And we can create goals so that when we are ready to file, our goals are in place. And instead of making goals that we can't achieve, we set goals that are realistic. Mm. I, uh, I I like that word realistic. <laughs> and oftentimes in divorce, I'm sure you've experienced this, that um, uh, people come to that process with an unrealistic 
perspective. And oftentimes uh, they're in their emotional brain and wanting to get back at someone, so to speak. And that's really not going to help anyone. What I'm hearing you say is preparation, which we talk a lot about is eyes wide open, that this is going to be a lot different than what you probably think, or as we're hearing, read on Google, and to get th- get kind of organized. And I'm tracking with you 100% because a lot of people, uh, and maybe I just kind of mm, say this lightly, but you know, I'm just going to be a bebop on down to the courthouse and get a divorce. It's not like that, is it? No. <laughs> uh, unless Unless you're flat broke and don't have any kids, and you know how to go fill out some forms, uh, then no. Uh, if, if you are flat broke and don't have any kids and you've been married for, you don't own anything together, divorce is a piece of cake. Mm. But other than that, um, there's always going to be complications because we're not dealing with robots. We're dealing with humans and humans have feelings and feelings, um, feelings, whether, whether we think they're legitimate or not, they are still feelings that we have to deal with. Right. And so speaking of those humans and this realistic approach that they need to be, they need to have, um, what would you say is realistic for, in the examples of men who have walked through this better than worse, what would be realistic for them to be thinking about in this process? Well, I think the first thing they need to do is, uh, you know, if they want resolution if they choose in advance that they want resolution, they can't define by their own. They can't walk in and say, I want resolution, and here's what I have to have in order to get it, because that's not how you reach resolution. You have to say, here are the goals and interests that I have, and these are the things that I would like to happen. Now, based on the facts that I've told you from my perspective, Mr. Lawyer, give me the reality of it. Mm. And usually the reality of it is that – Men do have many, many more rights than they had when I first started practicing 28 years ago. Oh, that's good to know. They have uh, the standard possession order. Men, quite often, my clients rail about how unfair it is to men. But when you start counting the overnights, it's not that big of a difference in time. Uh, it, and, and one other thing is that you have to change your way of thinking. Instead of counting the nights, we have to look at the positivity of it, which is, Children don't count how many nights they spend with their parents. Mm. Children need interactive parents. They need parents who are there. And you were probably too young to remember this when we were little bitty kids. But for a year, our father worked in Houston while we lived in Austin. And he only came home on weekends. But I don't remember my dad ever not being there for my little league games and the things that were important in my life. So quality of time with your children always outweighs quantity of time. And when people can get to that position, it's a lot easier for them to to view the whole possession schedule from what's best for a child, not what's best for a parent. So I'll give a little insight to the listeners. If you haven't heard before on shows, which we've talked about it before, Craig's my brother, and I'm very proud of him. So I'm doubly uh, proud of the fact that he's here with us and has been uh, from the get-go of the show, a very strong supporter and I'm just very lucky that we have a go-to attorney who is so uh, well-respected and so knowledgeable. And um, yeah, I I don't necessarily remember dad then, but many years later too, gone, but he was always there and the quality time that he spoke, he spent with us. And I love that I'm hearing that men have more rights than before. And so I'm hoping that that empowers you listeners 
I want to go back, Craig, and just to tie this up, it seems that if we're talking about being realistic, that there has to be congruency in, of what your goals are and how you're showing up, too. What I, I heard you say, if you walk in and you say resolution, but you're not, but I have to have these things, then you really, there's some incongruence there. So I'm hearing the person who may move through this in a better way is are they they do want resolution truly and they're coming in with would like to haves and oh by the way now I'm gonna I'm gonna actually look to the expert I've hired my attorney and trusting the attorney to to help them achieve their goals. Is that right? Yes. And when it, you know you asked me a question about men who have done better than other others in, in divorces that led to a better outcome. Um You've had a guest on your show, and I don't know if you want me to mention his name, but um, he is a prime example of that. Uh, He came into the case uh, with very low expectations, very unhappy, a a wife who was very, very difficult, a lot of pain and hurt um, after years of him doing everything he could for his family and for his spouse and really getting nothing back. Uh, and that pain and hurt could have turned that case into a nightmare. But the best thing he did was he listened to me, and mm-hmm. he absorbed what I had to say. And he's a man in power. He's a man with power. But he put it. He turned. He realized that this is an area in which I have the knowledge, and he put himself in my hands. Himself in my hands. And through our conversations, he began to look inwards and. At the end of that process, he had completely changed. And after going inside, he had a very successful outcome. He probably got, he probably even gave his spouse more money in that case than maybe if we had gone to trial. But he was at peace with himself and he made decisions that he chose to make. And that's how he judged how he won in that case. Mm. So on paper, you wouldn't probably call it a win. But, but, he got to move on intact, whole, and emotionally in a better place than he was when he started. And that is what I call a win. Uh, I just, so much there. And to, to bring the, kind of bring it full circle. In fact, yes, happy to share. Richard Mendelow was our guest last week on the show as a person who exemplified this courageous courage through the crisis. And I love what you said there. Um, sounds like he followed the process. He uh, I know has credited you many times with the help and the guidance that you gave him. What I heard in there is he came from an empowered place. And I have to guess that a little bit of it came from the trust he had in you. He made the choices that he could be at peace with. And I definitely want listeners to hear that because, um, and I'll use some of Richard's language is he, the with the attorney relationship, it sounds like um, he wasn't on his back foot. He, he he says that often. He wasn't on his back foot. He came in maybe not knowing, but when he listened to you, Craig, trusted you with your expertise, then he could step forward as he made the decision. So I often say, folks out there, is we have the ability to choose our next action, and if we're not choosing then we are reacting to what's happening. And so I can't say enough is to just a quick recap from what Craig shared. Get prepared, eyes wide open, look at it, find a coach and attorney, check things out, get your goals, your realistic goals put together. 
and then choose your actions for the betterment of everyone involved uh, as you move forward through that. When we come back, we're going to talk about maybe some things that you would do that would make things worse. So (laughs) stay with us. Uh, We're here with Craig Haston, um, an attorney here in the Houston area. So stay tuned. Here's today's two-minute tip. Friends, since family law attorney Craig Haston is with us today, and we don't want to take up the important time he has to share great information with us, I thought I'd use this two-minute tip to tell you more about Craig. Craig is a respected attorney in Houston and Texas and beyond. He is board certified by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization. He's a multi-year recognized super lawyer, and Craig is also a fellow of the American Academy of Matrimonial Lawyers, or abbreviated as the AAML. The AAML is an organization of the most dedicated and professional family lawyers who are recognized and respected by the bench and the bar as leaders in the field. So for sure, when choosing an attorney, you want to make sure you look for a lawyer like Craig, who is an AAML fellow. They are the tops of the tops, as you heard me say earlier. How can you find out about Craig? Check out his website at HastonLaw.com. That's easy. HastonLaw.com. And on his site, you can find out more about divorce options, including a family law overview. You'll also find information about divorce alternatives, issues involving children, and also property division. And you'll want to check out the helpful articles Craig has written as well. You can also call his office at 281-890-1300 in Houston or toll-free at 866-470-4816. That's 281-890-1300 in Houston or toll-free at 866 866- And you can hear Craig on this show as he's a regular guest and our go-to lawyer. Make sure you reach out to Craig. If you want to reach me, you can email me at christy at christystratton.com or call me at 281-944-8043. And if you want to learn more about how a divorce coach can help you in the process, visit thedivorcecoachinghour.com. And please keep listening each week for another two-minute tip, all to support you or someone you know who is facing or going through divorce. And please share this episode with those who will benefit. We like that upbeat music. We're talking about a bit of a challenging topic here on the Divorce Coaching Hour, but it doesn't have to be a downer because we can grow through the process. And that's what we're talking about in this series, Courage Through the Crisis. And we're talking about men in divorce and what you can do to grow through the process allowing this to be a defining moment that is good for you versus one that is bad for you and your family. And we've talked to a number of different people today. We are talking to Craig Haston, an attorney in the Texas area um, with years of experience. And we've been talking about kind of maybe some examples of what men have done through the divorce process that he's seen over the years that has helped lead to that good outcome, that has helped them even uh, become a better version of themselves, that helped give them courage through the process. And we've talked about this early preparation, getting clear on your goals, and um, you know, kind of going with a win-win mindset, a, a resolution mindset uh, in there, and choosing the the steps that you're going to take along the way versus being in a reactive mode. And on break, Craig and I were talking just briefly. We want to talk a little bit more about this early consultation and what that really looks like, uh, what it looks like in advance of the divorce process. So uh, tell us more about this early consultation that you're talking about, Craig. Well, one of the things that's really important, and uh, I, I find that quite often uh, I'll have a meeting with somebody uh, on a consultation for a case, 
six months or before we actually filed a suit. And they may even come in one more time. Uh, so they come in early to get information and just help start formulating ideas about what's real and what's not real and what they can hope to achieve through a divorce process. Um, that gives you a lot of information. It's, it's powerful. I mean, information is powerful, right? Um, and then another thing you should always do, and men aren't as good at doing as women are, is getting therapy. Mm-hmm. Uh, finding a good therapist that doesn't just tell you what you want to hear, but helps you look at the big picture and look at yourself and, and better yourself. Even if you're still going to get divorced, a therapist can better you. Uh, and then finally, a divorce coach. I mean, lawyers are expensive. Even, even lawyers who've only been practicing a few years are expensive. Um, I'm, I'm more expensive and there's people who are more expensive than me, but, um, divorce coaches are very reasonable considering the kind of information that they can give you and the insight they can help you see based on the entire divorce process as a whole. And when you put those three things together, by the time you're ready to get the divorce started, you are a much more solid person. Both feet are solidly planted on the ground and it helps you see the path through the case towards your goal of resolution. Absolutely. And such great advice. And, and of course, you know, the divorce coach thing I like very much. No, I'm kidding, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I'm definitely not making a plug for that. I, I'm because you do it. I'm, I'm making a plug for it because I, I think it's an amazing thing that until you started, until you introduced me to it, I had not really heard of. And now I've started talking to other people who uh, I've referred them to you and people just think it's, it's wonderful because they, it's not just therapy. It's not really therapy. It's, it's helping somebody work through all of their feelings about what they're going through so that their head is in the right place when it comes time to get divorced, if that's what they have to do. Absolutely. And it's coaching is, as a lot of people don't understand that coaching is not therapy. It's looking forward. Therapy is usually looking backwards. I love that you're saying all three together, it works as a team uh, for the person in that we can kind of look inside and go, okay, what did I bring to the table to um, unravel this marriage? Uh, and then what can I do to grow through it so that if I ever step into marriage again or another relationship, uh, and odds are that I will, what can I do differently? Uh, there are two people in the marriage and two people have so-called untied it and bro- unbroken it. But at the same time, you've got to have that legal aspect. A coach, a divorce coach can't give you legal advice. Uh, that's not what we're here to do. We are uh, less expensive. And so it's really to help you kind of to begin to get the, I like to call it the lay of the land. We, in, in our terminology, is look at the whole thing eyes wide open. Like turn over every leaf so that I know that what may come um, to the the playing field uh, before me. One of the things that I, I don't sugarcoat this at all, but I say often it's going to be way worse than you ever thought it would be. And so if you're going to be doing the work up front and getting that plan with a nice uh, team, an attorney, a therapist, a divorce coach, and even bringing in a divorce fi- a financial analyst, it's going to be better than how bad it could be, if that makes sense. So true. <laughs> so true. So true. And, you know, the, it, one of the things that, what it, what is it that wakes you up in the middle of the night with stress and anxiety that makes you pop wide open? It, it's it's not what you know. It's the, it's the what you don't know. It's what mm. you're afraid of. It's because you don't have full knowledge. And when you have pieces of knowledge, 
your brain fills in the gaps with your worst nightmares. So if you have all the knowledge up front, you can think more clearly. You can be a whole person when it comes time to step into the process, and you're going to be able to make better decisions. And you've said that you've said that one other time, a whole person, and I love that. And so as we're talking about this courageous man who's gone through it, these are some things that you may not think about. It's It actually is the planning process, setting yourself up for success, whatever that looks like. And I love that you're talking about that you're filling in the gaps of what you don't know so that you have a solid plan. And even in doing that, that's courageous. So I love that it, that you shared that because that helps people grow through the process, become um, whole people. And also, also, of course, you mentioned therapy and uh, we've had Jeff Stuckey as a part of this series. And he kept saying, you know, I'm going to shamelessly plug therapy. And I said, no, you're not shamelessly. We all need to be there. Uh, So great, great tips. I want to know a little bit, though, maybe what have you seen happen where maybe the outcomes or uh, where the outcomes aren't so good? Well, for men, um, I, I've been really blessed probably the last 10 or 15 years of my career that uh, because of the way I, I handle my cases and the, and the people, that the way I, the cases move, I tend to uh, attract a particular kind of male client. Um, and, and really, um, they're of the same mindset of the kind of men that we're talking about right now. Um, and so I don't really have that many situations in which my client, the man, uh, has created a poor outcome because usually we do the work with our clients so that they don't become the problem. Quite often it's when I have the female client, the wife, and the other side is the problem. And they do have poor outcomes where there's a small estate. The wife hasn't worked for 15 years. She's been raising the kids. The father now is angry and wants to hurt. So he decides that he's going to super custody just to punish her and make her make it so that she can't sleep at night. All of these things end up costing, I mean, lawyers have to go into defensive posture. And so then we have to start collecting documents, taking depositions, doing discovery, all of which cost tens of thousands of dollars. So these men quite often on the other sides of these cases, they revel in it. They're spending the community estate, which means they think their spouse is going to get less money. And it's hurting the children. It's hurting the relationships the parents have. And then when we finally go to mediation to settle the case, the wife has to take a deal that probably isn't fair, but when you balance it out against the cost of continued litigation, they almost, you know, when they they have to take it. So what the man has done is he's won the short-term battle by punishing and hurting, but he's losing the long-term war because he now won't have a partner in raising his children. He's going to have somebody he's always going to be in battle with. He now won't have another person who looks to him as a, as a partner uh, in the raising of their children. Uh, he's always, that person is always going to be hurt and always going to be thinking. And also, if you take away the estate and give the non-earning spouse a small amount of money to go forward in their future with, don't forget that your children are going to be over there close to half the time. And I try to explain to them that, is that what they want for their children? Is punishment that important that their children get the downstream effect from it? And that's where I see those poor outcomes. It's it's the wanting to hurt, it's the short-sightedness, and it's the not being willing to be to look past the pain and hurt to opening their mind to, to the 
looking down the road. So it's basically it's immaturity in a lot of ways. Mm. Yeah, and it sounds like the. I mean, if we wanted to sum it up really quickly, it's the opposite of what we've talked about in the first two segments of what the courageous man uh, has done, planning and so forth, and looking for that win-win yes. solution. I We've got just a little bit of time left here in this segment. I just wonder if that person was before you, that man, is there anything very quickly you would share with him to say, this isn't, this isn't going to work out well for you? Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I would talk to him about about what I just said, which is um, the the long view, and share with them that my I, I love to share some of my own life experiences. I'm lucky to have been married 28 years. My sweet wife, uh, God love her, she decided to marry me between taking the bar and getting my bar results. I thought she was <laughs> nuts because I didn't think I'd pass, but somehow it happened. Um, and I passed, and we've had a wonderful marriage. We've raised two children who are one in college and one who's working now out of that, both out of the house. And it's been ups and downs, but I try to share with them the ups and downs I've had. And I've said, look, you have to pain. There's many different ways to deal with your pain. And the way that you deal with pain, if, if you're not happy in your house or you've paid much too, too much money for a house and you're angry that you, you're stuck in this house, it's not a smart move to light, you know, to pour gasoline on it and light it on fire and burn it down. You know, it's kind of the same thing. You, why burn down what's left of your marriage when you could work through it in a rational, professional manner and save money and have healthier relationships with your spouse afterwards and have healthier children afterwards and healthier relationship with your children afterwards? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. And I think a lot of what you've already shared, that what the courageous man does, though, is therapy, divorce coach, look at it all, and you might decide that's one of our top goals is stay in your marriage, right? <laughs> look at the long view. Look at through this. Stay in your marriage. When we come back, we're going to talk about what others can do to support men. So you guys stay tuned. Stick with us. Craig Haston's here. The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton is meant to come alongside those considering divorce in the midst of it, coming out of it, and maybe even help save some marriages. Many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives, whether they are going through a divorce or they know someone who is or has. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be. There are many professionals involved in the divorce process who want the very best outcome for those involved. These professionals include attorneys, financial analysts, mental health professionals, and those in the helping professions, real estate agents, title companies, churches, and those are only a few. For those touched by divorce, these professionals play a critical role in the outcome, and those going through this process need to know about them. Another goal of this show is to provide resources to listeners, including informing them about the professionals who can help. If you'd like to let our listeners know about you and your company and services, please contact us. We have corporate sponsor opportunities available. Call 281-944-8043 for more information. That's 281-944-8043. We want to help our listeners know about you and your business. Call us today to apply as there are some requirements. Call 281-944-8043. And we're back here with Craig Haston, an attorney in the Houston, Texas area, but beyond that as well, a very experienced a fellow in the AAML, the American um, Academy of Matrimonial Lawyers. I try to 
remember how to say all those words. Uh, but it's a great thing. You should check that out. Um, we've been talking about Craig's laughing. <laughs> the mouthful there, right? Uh, we've been talking about men and divorce in this series. We're in the second to last episode, and I wanted to bring in an attorney's perspective. And we've really been looking at uh, this this man who walks through this tough situation of divorce courageously and the preparation that that requires and the decision making and the goal setting and and kind of having a re- resolution mindset versus i'm going to you know tear you down type of mindset the problem comes in though we then we looked at the the folks that might not have that great of an outcome but you can be that great, courageous guy. And then the other party, the spouse, comes in and they are uh, night and day, completely different and really causing a lot of those problems. And so one of the things I want to know, Craig, is what happens then? Okay, so my feet are firmly grounded here. I'm trying to work this all out. But this other party is just making it a nightmare. What do you do then? <laughs> wow, that's that's the hundred thousand dollar question in attorney's fees, isn't it? Uh, yeah, um, yeah, I would say <laughs> it, that is a really difficult problem. Um, when you have a client that has done the work and is ready to move forward, um, and is also is ready, you know, quite often they're ready to make a deal. They thought everything through. They they've already thought through the process. They know what would be fair to both parties. What would be great for the kids. They know that they're willing to. If, if the estate is a, a significant size or if the, if the husband makes significantly more money than the wife, he's already ready to go beyond what maybe a court would order him to do because he wants to make sure everything is is, is set up right for his children mm-hmm. and the mother of his children. But what if, the, what if the wife wants more? What if she's angry herself and doesn't want to jump on board? Um, and that's a difficult question because – a lot of the time you do run into personality issues. I mean, mental health issues that aren't just about people who are just angry. They, they, there is something about their personality that's like oppositional defiance disorder mm. or uh, the complete narcissism. And I don't like, I never put labels on people. Yeah. Uh, it's more of like the secular version of, of these things. Right. Uh, you know, you can always hire somebody to do an evaluation, but, but their actions and their behavior is what tells you uh, what they're really like. About the only thing you can do in those situations, there's really two things you can do. Number one is hope that the other spouse hires a lawyer that has the experience and, and background that somebody like I do has. Somebody who's been through the we, – we've been in the courthouse. we fought the fights. Uh, we still fight the fights when they have to be fought. Um, and then maybe that person can get to them, get through to them and get them to some therapy and get somebody to help them through their case. Uh, maybe if it's a, a friend, a therapist, a divorce coach, somebody that they can listen to that will help them kind of get onto the right track. Um, another thing that can be done is you can try to get the other lawyer, if, if the other lawyer is trained in collaborative law, to get them into collaborative law. Because once you're in collaborative law, we have structure that we follow, and we also have a neutral mental health professional who can then get in meet the parties, see who the problem is, have confidential communications with the other lawyers and tell them where the, where the sticking points are and what needs to be done. And then possibly get that person who needs help out to therapy to help them get themselves into the right state of mind to then move through the process 
and, and get them educated to the point of where you've already got your own client educated. Mm. And you know what I'm hearing there, we talk a lot on this show about this and my guests bring it up often too, is this team approach. And that's what I'm hearing in the word collaborative. Yes. Yeah. It, it, one of the best things about it is in collaborative law, everybody gets to see everybody and hear everybody. So you're not dealing with a nameless, faceless person on the other side of the case. You get to size up the other person as well. And the mental health professional who runs the case gets to size everybody up. And then they can sit down and have a heart-to-heart objective talk with the two attorneys and say, Craig, your client is irrational about X, Y, Z. This is what needs to be addressed. And here's what I'm suggesting get done. Or other lawyer, your client is still in the grief stage. She still hasn't understood. She still will not understand that this marriage is ending. She has to get through grief and on into the resolution phase of the grief process. Um, she needs to go see a therapist, and here's three names. Uh, and if they want to talk to me about what I would suggest they talk about, then I'll talk to them. Because a lot of a lot of what we do is you have to get people in the right state of mind. Uh, a few years ago, I mediated a case, if you have a second for this, but mm-hmm. I mediated a case where the wife wanted an extra $100,000 on top of the division. It just She just wanted it. And the husband was a very wealthy CEO of a, of a big multi-state corporation, and it wouldn't really hurt him to give her the extra money, but it really was just she was already getting so much. Why? Why would mm-hmm. we give it to her? And I was the mediator, and he got very angry, and he's like, you know, she's taken enough. She's taken enough. I'm not going to let her take any more. And I sat there for a little while, and I something that I just had heard in the way he kept saying, take, 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 and I said, you're right. She doesn't. She cannot take it from you. No court would let her take it from you. Mm. Let, let let that sink in. Mm-hmm. And then I said, "But that doesn't keep you from giving it to her." Ooh. Yeah. And he said, "What do you mean?" I said, "Well, nobody's going to take it from you. But if you feel that that's what you would want to do, and you want to resolve this case, and you feel that that would help you get closure, you're allowed to give it to her." And just changing the viewpoint on that, he turned to me and said. I can do that? Well, then let's do it. And the case settled. I mean, it was simple as that. I mean, it was childhood, you know, playground logic, but we just viewed that we viewed it from a different viewpoint and seeing it differently, just seeing that I'm giving it versus it being taken changed the whole dynamic. Yeah, I think that's a really good point as we're talking about how essentially then the other party could work with the person you may do all this work to set it up so it's easy. You've got the other party so um, that comes in and, and wants something that is just off the table, so to speak. But if we can look at it differently, and that's the, the plain and plain and simple of it, look at the whole situation differently and change our mindset, uh, then we can again move through this for the, for the betterment. And yeah, maybe 100K and that's a lot of money, but what is that to go back to what you said, Craig, the long-term view. And so, so much that you've shared with us. So great. Exactly what I was wanting to find for our, our listeners uh, in uh, as we're coming to a close of the show, I'm just wondering what you, if you have might have any final thoughts as to what we've talked about. Um, so if a man has been courageous and he's prepared himself and he's been, he's, put himself into the process and he's standing on both feet and he's, 
he feels emotionally strong of where he is, and he's ready to listen to his lawyer. And you have another party that just will not be there. Part of being courageous maybe isn't something you ought to hear me say on this show, but part of being courageous is sometimes you have to fight. If you, if we don't, we don't talk about resolution when we. It's, resolution is not meant to be. I'm going to turn over and show my belly and give you whatever you want. That's not resolution. There, when you reach a rational settlement position in your mind with the help of your lawyer, and the other side is going to take, 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 and abuse, 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 sometimes you have to be courage, courageous and let your lawyer lead you into the litigation realm in order to make sure that you – I mean, once you've made your decision tree and you know what your options are, you know that – that if you you may never settle this case, and so you have to move forward with litigation. But at this point, you're moving forward into litigation with a purpose, not just to batter the other person. Mm. So much trust in there, and it goes back to that preparation of finding that good lawyer. And I often talk to my clients about making, when we're looking at things with eyes wide open, really get clear on who you want like, you know, do you want an attorney with family values? You said it earlier. Are they a litigator fighter that uh, or are they going to help you resolve? And that resolution is not just given at all. It's it's fair. It's a rational settlement, as you said. Um, but then trusting that lawyer if it if it's not revol- resolving itself. So, you know, that's that's what we all do together as this team is to really help people think through the process. There are things that happen in the process of divorce that you have no idea will happen. And you've got to have that team like a Craig Haston. Uh, You've got to have a team, you know, from a financial standpoint. And this collaborative divorce, we've talked about that before, is just wonderful because you've got the center of the, the mental health professionals. So, you know, that's what we want on this show is to walk the path with you and provide you the, this information and this insight and support when you need it in pre-divorce, in the midst of it, coming out of it, that sort of thing. And so, Craig, I just thank you so much for being here with again, being here with us again, easy for me to say, and sharing <laughs> all that you have. I just really appreciate it. I know your time's valuable. Well, thank, I, I really appreciate you having me on the show, Christy. It's, you know, I, I hope the things that I say help people see some uh, glimmer of hope and, and some uh, bring some rationality to their thought processes. Uh, because divorce can be very, very scary. It's such a big unknown. And people uh, go for so many years because of that fear, living in sadness and insecurity and fear because they just, they're just they too afraid of what might happen. So uh, my advice to many people is if you're going to get divorced, don't live in misery. If it's going to happen eventually, don't live in misery. Move forward, but get good advice. You guys heard it right here. Craig Haston, attorney in Houston. Thanks for listening today. I'm Christy Stratton, and I can't wait to be here with you each and every Saturday right here on 100.7 FM KKHT, The Word.